Happy Easter. And to those of you watching online, we wish a happy Easter to you and hope that you experience even just a slice of the Easter resurrection power. Please join me in our call to worship. This is the day of resurrection, so let us live with hope. Christ has risen from the dead. Alleluia. Please stand as we join together singing our first hymn, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. pray. Lord, many of us have walked with you in this holy week. 
experienced that last supper with the disciples on Thursday. Friday, we gathered around the cross and reminded of your sacrifice. Yesterday, we lived with the tension, knowing that those in Jesus' day did not know what was to come. But today, we gather in celebration of that unexpected surprise that you brought new life out of death. You overcame every form of evil. And we offer that hope on this day as we celebrate the resurrection power in our day and in our lives. Amen. You may be seated.
I share with you the story of the resurrection as it's shared in the Gospel of Luke. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, the women went to the tomb, bringing the fragrant spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. They didn't know what to make of this. Suddenly, two men were standing beside them in gleaming bright clothing. The women were frightened and bowed their faces toward the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He isn't here, but has been raised. Remember what he told you while he was still in Galilee? That the human one must be handed over to sinners, be crucified, and on the third day rise again? And then they remembered his words. When they returned from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. The words struck the apostles as nonsense, and they didn't believe the women. But Peter ran to the tomb. When he bent over to look inside, he saw only the linen cloth. Then he returned home wondering what had happened. We are thankful for the gift of Scripture. I remember two years ago when the pandemic hit and we experienced those severe lockdowns. We, we all thought it was going to last just a few weeks, right? Remember those days? And I remember thinking, boy, when this lockdown's over, Easter is going to be extra special in 2020. And then we didn't have Easter. But I thought, you know, it won't be too much longer. So when we can come back, we're going to celebrate as if it is Easter. And here we are, two years later, finally celebrating, I think, the way we all wanted to celebrate Easter. But we still live in that time of uncertainty. That invisible virus is still not quite vanquished. We've got instability in our world created by the war in Ukraine. We've got rising inflation. We've got supply chain issues and labor shortages that have left us unsure exactly what we do have to celebrate on this highest of Christian holidays. We're just a little numb from all that we have endured It almost feels like every milestone in the calendar, we're just glad to get through it and hope it's going to be a little easier, a little better next year. Nancy and I just got back from a vacation that was focused on our children and grandchildren. We ended the vacation in Evansville, and that's where we will be moving. So we thought, you know, we we saw that there was a home show in Evansville. So how fun it would be to experience a little bit of the local culture and see what that's like. And we didn't go with high expectations. I mean, Evansville is, after all, about one-tenth the population of the Indianapolis metropolitan area. But boy, were we underwhelmed. (laughs) One of the vendors said that they had half the vendors that that show had before COVID which is a lot of what we keep experiencing, is it not? I was at the Janus Developmental Services Celebration Breakfast, their big fundraiser of the year. And they gathered, the program was great, 
They met their goals. They raised over $100,000, much to celebrate. But I remember that breakfast before COVID, and it was twice the number of people there that was there that day. And that's how a lot of things are going to feel for a while, because we know that some things are changed forever. Life has been forever altered. And some of those changes will end up being good, and some we're just going to have to grieve. Well, I'd suggest to you that it's times such as this that we really need Easter. Just stop and consider, what was that Easter like on that first Easter? It wasn't, oh, Jesus is on the cross and he dies, and then three days later, oh, we're all having a great time. It took a while for that to sink in. Just start with what we read in our scripture today. It tells us that, that they were carrying the spices to the tomb because Jesus was arrested and tried and crucified so quickly they didn't have time to embalm that body. It was put in a stranger's tomb. And then when the women share their testimony, it's called nonsense. Peter's got to go see for himself and still doesn't know what's going on. Already, disciples had been frightened and scattered. Peter had denied him three times. When Jesus does appear to the disciples in the upper room and Thomas is not there, he's been hanging with these fellow disciples for three years and he doesn't believe them when they tell them, tell him what they've seen. And even after that, it took time and several appearances of Jesus for this reality, this resurrection, to sink in. They don't even start their public ministry until 50 days after when the Holy Spirit comes on Pentecost. So that first Easter was not sunshine and flowers, glorious family gatherings in a packed sanctuary with an orchestra and choir. It was a little uncertain, just like we're a little uncertain. You see, just like us today, it required those early believers to believe the unbelievable. It required them to set aside their understanding of the world as they knew it and trust that God was doing something new. From that first Easter arose a message of hope found in the certainty that God had overcome death and every evil power of this world. And that hope fueled those disciples to go throughout the Roman Empire and carry the good news. And that hope has survived every tragedy and form of evil ever since. Check your history. Well, I think we need that Easter hope more than ever. Especially as we come out of the havoc this pandemic has imposed on our world and the instability that we're experiencing in our country and in our world, the message of Easter is that no evil on this earth has the final say. We can trust that eventually God will win every time. So our job is just to align ourselves with the purposes of God and then know that whatever we accomplish, no matter how small, is eternally significant. Let me share a story. It's a real story of resurrection power. It occurred in 1994. 
A young woman named Kelly Clem was serving as the pastor of Goshen United Methodist Church in Piedmont, Alabama. It was the Sunday before Easter, Palm Sunday. The church was packed. Kelly's two-year-old daughter, Sarah, was in the church nursery. Her daughter, Hannah, was dressed in a little blue and white choir robe, sitting on the front row with the children's choir. As the service got out of the way, the congregation heard the wind blowing outside. The sky turned black. Lightning began, and then hail came. And then suddenly there was a burst of wind, and the stained glass windows shattered and sent shards across the sanctuary. Somebody shouted, Tornado! Pieces of ceiling started to fall. There was this horrible sound as the roof of the church was lifted off and carried away, and the building crashed around them. Reverend Kelly ran to check on her children, but as she started to move, a brick hit her in the head and knocked her on the floor where she hurt her shoulder. When she finally got up, she looked around. Someone told her that her two-year-old daughter, Sarah, was okay. The nursery was still intact. And then Kelly looked down to where her four-year-old daughter, Hannah, had been sitting. And there was nothing but a pile of bricks. And in the midst of those bricks, you could see blue and white choir robes. Members of the church pulled Hannah and the other children out of the bricks, but Hannah did not make it. Nineteen people in the church died that day. Eighty-six others were injured. I followed up on Kelly's story, and you're welcome to do the same. I discovered that in 2014, she was named as a conference superintendent of the North Alabama Conference, which shares a leadership role now that put her over charge many churches. And she continues to serve in that role for the United Methodist Church. You can find videos of her ministry that's been carried to many places where tornadoes have hit so frequently in the South. She and her husband, also a United Methodist pastor, went on to have another child named Laurel, and Laurel and Sarah are now young adults. Life has gone on. They moved on from their lives, and Kelly found ways to use her pain to touch hundreds of lives. There's the resurrection. But let me come back to that original tragedy where the tornado took her daughter and destroyed her church because I believe in Kelly's story we discover what the resurrection faith of Easter looks like. Over the next few days, Kelly would perform one funeral after another. And toward the end of that awful week, Kelly began receiving phone calls from people in the congregation. They wanted to know, are we having Easter this year? But Kelly knew they weren't just asking that question. They were saying to her, Reverend Clem, we desperately need Easter. And after leading 19 funerals, including the funeral of her four-year-old daughter, Kelly Clem also knew that she needed Easter. So Kelly and her congregation planned an Easter sunrise service. A few days after the tornado, a reporter asked Reverend Clem if the disaster had shattered her faith, and she replied, and I quote, It has not shattered my faith. I'm holding on to my faith, and it's holding me. All of the people of Goshen are holding on to one another, along with the hope that they will be able to rebuild. And she said to the reporter, Easter is coming. 
That Sunday morning at the Easter sunrise service, 200 people gathered in the front yard of the destroyed facilities of Goshen United Methodist Church. With a bandage on her head and her shoulder in a brace and her heart breaking with grief, Reverend Kelly made her way to the makeshift pulpit and she opened her Bible and she looked into the faces of her traumatized congregation and she read these words from Romans chapter 8. Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God, from the love of Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the message and hope of Easter that still comes to us, especially now as we face the challenges of our time. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, we thank you for that first Easter. We're thankful that you raised Jesus from the dead and declared that no evil, even death itself, no powers of this earth can overcome your power. We trust in that now as we face all the uncertainty that's going on. May we know that somehow you will find a way. Let us line ourselves with your work and do our part to bring that resurrection hope to whoever might need it in our lives, in our communities, and in our world. Through Christ who is our Lord. Amen. I want to encourage you to pull out your connection card and use that opportunity. Please put your name you find a place in the back if you have prayer concerns, if you like texting or email or mail, we promise not to bother you very much. We just wanted to know that you're welcomed and glad that you're here. i got a few announcements to bring to your attention. We have a lot of things ready to rev up as spring comes around. The Teeter Organic Farm Plant Sale Fundraiser is May 7th and 8th. And to help in promoting the event, we've got yard signs available. If you just go to the welcome desk and be sure you sign up, and put your name and address. We'll come pick up the sign if you take it with you today or even if you want us to deliver it to you. We have a new Teeter Adventure Club, new ministry of our Noblesville Kids programming. It's going to launch on Friday, May 6th from 5 to 7. And these wild adventures in nature are going to be offered the first Friday of each month, May through October. We'll learn little things like beekeeping and creation care, as well as interact with therapy farm animals. We've got a lot planned, so please be sure to use noblesofirst.com backslash adventure club to find more out about that. Also, uh, life for mom is not easy, so we're starting a mom's group here on April 20th. We're going to meet each Wednesday at 915 in the church parlor. All moms of young children are welcome to attend. You'll learn more at noblesofirst.com backslash moms. There will be no youth group this evening, but it will resume next week at its usual time from 6 to 8 on Sundays, so please bring your, your youth out. And mark this year's celebration of spring with the annual Teeter wild, wild walk, Wildflower Walk on Sunday, April 24th. Wander the woods on your own or take advantage of one of the tours to be offered at 4, at 1, 2, 3 uh, during that time. It is open to the public. And be sure to always use, if you want to keep up with what's happening here, our 
at noblesofirst.com. Use the next steps graphic, tells you what's happening in the next week and, and down the road. And if you're visiting for the first time, uh, please reach out to our hospitality coordinator, Pam Kaplinger. If you got time afterwards, she got neon-colored donuts today, so check those out. And as we enter our offering time, please note that you can share your financial gifts here in the offering plate by mail or use the noblesofirst.com, the giving portion of that page, or use our Nobles of First mobile app. All these ways help carry on the vital ministry we have here in our community and beyond. This time, I ask us to pause as we seek God's strength and blessing for the tithes and offerings we now share. Let's pray. Mighty God of resurrection power, you offer us life that overcomes death, light that overcomes darkness, and hope that overcomes our deepest despair. What response could we offer? Our tithes and gifts, yes, but our minds, our hearts, our bodies, and witness as well. May our hearts overflow with your love and compassion for the poor, the oppressed, and the forgotten. May our bodies carry out of the tombs of isolation to engage our neighbors as sisters and brothers. May our witness bring hope to everyone we meet. In the risen Christ, we pray. Amen.
Good morning. What a joy it is to see all of you this morning. Hallelujah. (laughs) We'd like to share some prayer concerns and also some thoughts with you this morning. We ask prayers for Jody Snell and her family. Jody's mother, Mary, was diagnosed with glioblastoma, which is an aggressive form of cancer. The family of Doug Sanford, Hamilton County's humane law enforcement officer, the canine officer, who died at the age of 48 from an extended illness. Our condolences to that family. The family and Hamilton County Sheriff's Department are grateful to Noblesville First for hosting his celebration of life here in Celebration Hall just yesterday. We also celebrate the successful extravaganza put on by Noblesville First Kids and the team of volunteers, which had over 300 people in attendance at the Teeter Farm and Retreat yesterday. That's an accomplishment. We'd also like to celebrate joy with Bill Hughes' grandson, Hurley Hughes, they call him Hux, that his surgery also went well. Yes, amen, thank you. And please continue to pray for his recovery, and that goes well, as well. We also celebrate Easter eggs, Easter bunnies, Easter dinner. Wait a minute. I know there's something else we should be celebrating today. What could that be? Jesus is risen. Jesus. Did I hear a Jesus? Amen. Yes, we celebrate Jesus.
please join me in a call to prayer. Loving and life-giving God, you raised Jesus from the grave and shattered the powers of sin and death. But we confess that we remain captive to fear, resisting the hope that new life is possible for us. By your Spirit, remind us that you brought life out of death and that you shine light on our way forward, offering your gift of new life in Christ Jesus. Praise, honor, and blessing be to you, O God, this day and every day, now and always. Amen. Now please join us in a moment of silent prayer and share with God what's on your heart today. Then I will follow with a pastoral prayer, and then we'll say the Lord's Prayer together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus and by most Holy Spirit, we never thought any of this would happen, at least not the way it came to be, Lord. We thought you were going to become the king of our land and not the king of kings, the king of the world, the king of all creation. El Shaddai, through Jesus Christ, you gave us the gift of life, now and always. And in the meantime, Lord, you are with us in the right here, the right now, as our living God. And to talk with you as a friend through prayer. Oh, such a holy place. Father, thank you for reconciling us to your heart through Jesus. By Holy Spirit, we are now your Easter children who walk in faith, reside in your love, and share your light of hope in this world as your disciples. We thank you, our true and only God. And we thank you for the Lord's Prayer that we say together now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As a closing benediction, I would invite all of you to slowly turn around where you're standing and face our resurrection window. I would like for you to take notice at the bottom frame, there's a small red dot in the middle. That's actually a red bud, which represents the grave and the blood that Jesus shed Further up in frame two, and then going into frame three, you'll see white streaks. Those are the white lilies representing new life. Further up still, you'll see the broken chains of death and victory over death. You'll also notice the holes in the feet of Jesus, which he still bears. And up along the right-hand side of the window, in that yellow, just further up through Jesus' hand, you'll see the staff forming a cross. 
He is your good shepherd. Further up towards the top, you will see Jesus' crown, the King of kings, the King of peace.